0: now the blaze radio network presents 40 acres and a fool here's your host cam edwards readings from the near frontier thanks for tuning in to another edition of 40 acres and a fool here on blaze podcast network my name is cam edwards i'm joined by the lovely and talented and uh doing okay missy hello
1: Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. I'm yesterday
0: good. was chemo day. No, yesterday day. The day before yesterday, yesterday was yesterday. chemo yesterday day. Again. But uh, you still seem to be doing okay.
1: Yeah, I think I've learned how to control all the symptoms. It's just a matter of the first day just drinking a lot, a lot, a lot of water and taking it easy. And if I try not to do too much, I don't get too tired. Yeah. So, but.
0: And that's part of the problem. Once you get tired, you can't. It's hard it, to kind of recover, Yeah, right? yeah it's hard to
1: recover because it's
0: just, keep, it's fatigue. If you keep your...
1: Yeah, just
0: kind of strength up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Keep it low key. I can maintain low key, but if I keep trying to <coughs> do anything too radical, um, yeah, I get burnt out. But the baking hasn't been too much work, so that's been fun.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna start there. Um, the baking. Miss E has a new part time job with uh, the local bakery, Mill Street Sweets in Farmville. Yeah. Uh, and our friend uh, Tommy, who is putting her to work. So this is exciting stuff. You get to be kind of like the the test kitchen.
1: Yeah. So what, so I so what I've been working on are trying to come up with some ideas for things that they're going to want to sell at the front of the house. They already do cakes and stuff, and they kind of have that all under control. Mm-hmm. But they want to be able to open up the bakery to street traffic as well. And um, what was really interesting was like I when I went to chemo on Friday, I was talking to some of the nurses there about what was going on because I'm talking about experiment, my experiments and I share a lot of things on Instagram and a couple of the nurses are following me anyway so they all want to move in to eat <laughs> um, and they also have said if you know we have extra just bring them so yeah I already have a I have to uh, bring in some of my test things to them to try out but some of them had gone in earlier and they said while well, they really liked it um, some of those some of those treats were just kind of a little too upscale a little too fancy a little too fancy and there was nothing really kid friendly Yeah. and so I've been kind of trying to go with more like yummy Things that you, you know, not things that people are going to find all the places, but things that, you know, they're not going to be too intimidating, but they're going to be a little bit more user-friendly and, um, not too expensive. I'm trying to go for like, not cheap eats, but you know, I don't want to sell a $5 pastry. I want to sell a $2.50 cookie bar kind of thing. I want people to buy them. I don't want people to be afraid of them, Mm -hmm. you know? So, uh... When I first went down, I think, I don't know if we talked about this, but when I first went down, I brought with me my peach pie butter bars. And yeah now this is a
0: variation on a
1: salted caramel, caramel butter, butter bar. bar I just was fla- I swapped out a couple of the ingredients and changed things up
0: we got to give a shout out to our friend Lisa De Pasquale who actually introduced us to these salted caramel butter bars right she sent us a batch he, she of sent, hers he them and I found they they and I looked, so good yeah
1: and then I looked up the recipe and I liked it so much but I love the butter base of this mm-hmm. so it lends itself really well to fruit as a, as a filling part so the good thing about it too is that we can mix up the f- fruits seasonally because in Virginia we 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 get strawberries in May and we get peaches in the summer and then we get blueberries. We get apples in the fall along with pears. So this could, there could be a whole bunch of other incarnations for this. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I love is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yes. Like forever. And one of the best things that my oldest daughter made for me recently was she sent me a little box of peanut butter, peanut butter and jelly truffles that were just absolutely perfect. And so I was also trying to come up with a peanut butter and jelly bar. And I, I tried to riff on a peanut butter cookie and a bar cookie and tried to mix them together. And the first batch tasted okay, but it sucked all the moisture out of your mouth. It was way too dry. Yeah. And way too big and way too crumbly. That's the other thing. You don't want to sell somebody something that they're going to walk down the street and eat if they're going to end up covered with flakes. Right. And sugar. And you don't want you want to think about that. Um so this time I cut out some of the flour, I cut out a little bit of the confection sugar, and up the fruit quotient. Rearranged the proportions of the top and the bottom, and uh, this batch is a winner.
0: Yeah, it turned out really good. Raspberry and, jam and just you know and this and peanut, peanut butter butter, butter, peanut butter bar. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, so it's really really tasty. So. Uh, you also were experimenting with donuts, right?
1: Yes. I found a really yummy donut. They want to do like a plain glazed, <coughs> super fluffy. He has in mind another place that a, runs out of a farmer's market in Richmond on Saturdays. And they, you know, they're as big as your head and super fluffy. Kind of like, remember the Krispy Kremes? Mm-hmm. When they come right out of the oven, they're like, they're they're, they're, they're poofy. They almost disappear in your mouth. I'm trying to run after that. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't quite get it with the last batch, but we. I also didn't let them rise as long as I wanted to. Yeah. So I'm working on that. Um, I'm going to practice to some more this week on the donut thing, um, and then I'm, I've been thinking too about variations of different flavors of whoopie pies and, and Rice Krispie treat cereals for kids because you can you can buy those little marshmallow things like in Lucky Charms mm-hmm. by the gross, okay. and so you can buy them also by the individual shape. So we could customize Rice Krispie treats for any holiday and any time of the year, and that would be a like a, a cheap but fun thing for little kids to want to pick out when they came in. That yeah. Cookie Witches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cookie Witches, Whoopie Pies, bar cookies, like, not too fancy, things you can walk out with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm having fun with all the baking. I'm going
0: to have to partner with a local uh, dairy. Yeah, with, for all the you know, butter I need. All the, the butter and the milk that you need to... Because i got to say, the peanut butter jelly bars are fantastic. But, you like, need a glass of milk you don't need one but a glass of milk would be so good with it you yeah know no, like I'm thinking really when we'll have to get
1: little, little little school milks to sell at the mm-hmm. bakery for them to people to get to get a, with the peanut butter and jelly the other thing I was talking about thinking about was uh cookie not subscription but a cookie service because you're not that far from two colleges. Right. And if we could hire a kid to deliver, like, you know, Friday and Saturday nights, and all they'd have to do is bring boxes of cookies that we made during the day and deliver them to the dorms, or even, you know, fresh bake them, warm them out of the oven, and bring them to the dorms, we'd probably make a fortune. you can
0: probably do a little shuttle, you know, of just going to, like, dorm to dorm to dorm to dorm, <laughs> yeah, right? and then down the road to uh, Hampton, Sydney. And yep. Yeah, so this is exciting, and <coughs> it, it's cool, because I know that this is something that's, you you know, We've talked before. You don't really have a bucket list, but well, I always wanted getting to, to be a professional yeah, baker, a yeah. paid baker, not something that you know you're just doing because you
1: love it. No, I, originally when I went away to college, I wanted to go to be a to be a cook, and so you know things change when you get older. Your plans changed, but um, it's kind of cool that I'm coming back to it.
0: It is cool. Yeah,
1: but it's I, funny that my old my my little sister in New Jersey is doing like custom cookie trays right so we're both back into baking yeah
0: and this by the way is in addition to your regular job you haven't given that up no just a couple of days a week
1: yeah it's weekends hopefully nights that way i don't have to worry about working with too many people the things that i'm working on like um oh so we we came up with a really yummy found a recipe for what are called lemon blonde lemon brownies but my my kid the kid four said why aren't they called yellowies? <laughs> because a brownie is brown and a blondie is blonde and right. why wouldn't these be yellowies? So we're going I'm going to call them lemon goldies instead. They're mm-hmm. just called goldies. Um, but those are the kind of thing that have to sit overnight before they get cut cuz you make them and then you pour the icing over and let it sit. So there's a, a lot of these recipes and then they have to chill like the the jelly bars have to chill, the fruit mm-hmm. bars you have to chill. So the, the fruit silt sets up against so before you cut them so all of these are going to lend themselves well for me working at night and making them for the next morning for them to sell yeah so that's it. i'm also planning ahead in that regard
0: yeah so that's been exciting i've been on vacation for the last week which has been wonderful uh we didn't go anywhere nah. we didn't do anything no. we well, had actually, well we did well yeah so if you uh, subscribe to the patreon uh podcast patreon.com slash cam edwards uh, we'll be talking about our trip to a local winery uh that we uh, yep. uh took but it's been let's see, we've had our anniversary since we've last spoken yep. right
1: twenty-three years
0: 23 years yeah. we i've had my birthday
1: that's 46 mm-hmm. so we've now been married half your life half of my life that's I crazy know.
0: it really is that's a I know, long time. You got me when I was so young. I
1: know, I know. Well, that's what, you got them young and raise them up right.
0: <laughs> I started a novel, which uh, I don't know if I'll finish it. I'm really good about starting stuff. I don't know uh, how great I am about finishing stuff. Um, I've, but, got uh,
1: the, I've got that with crafting stuff. You have so many in, unfinished projects all around this house because I'm really great at getting started that follow I, through
0: blows. And I have been doing more research on the uh, Anti-Communist Book Club. I posted one of these uh, to the Patreon uh, page and uh, would love to get your feedback on that. I've been doing more research, so that might be something that, uh, well, it's something that I am planning on continuing, um, but, uh, you know, I just, I was a little burned out. I need to take a, uh, just a a break from current events and social media, and I have read probably a book a day. Yeah, you've been reading (laughs) like Right, it's been fantastic. Because, yeah, I forgot how to do that, honestly. Yeah. You know, you... You get so distracted by having your phone around and by having your computer on that you literally, your mind can't, or my mind, could not focus for more than 20 or 30 minutes at a time. And I used to be able to sit and read for, for hours. hours. Yeah. And so I decided I was going to try to get back to that this week. And I did. Yes. <laughs> uh, all I had to do was not get on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, oh, the yeah. Entire time and, Stay you know, away And open Twitter. up my computer maybe once or twice a day to check my email. That was it. But I really didn't spend a lot of time on my phone. Uh, and it's been... Really, really nice. So, we've also had some uh, some new developments uh, on the farm. We have some new chickens. Yes. Five red sex links. Yes. Um, that we purchased because we had had a... Uh, something that had happened to one of our Dominiques. Uh, one of our Dominiques
1: got snatched. One of our rural ramblers got snatched. So, we're down to four hens and a rooster. Mm-hmm. And that's not actually good because... The hens get too worn out by the rooster in him trying to get his job done. Right. And so he needs at least nine to 12 girls to be a comfortable rooster.
0: Yeah. So we saw an ad on Craigslist, uh, not too far away, about an hour and a half away. But it was
1: a pretty drive.
0: It was a beautiful drive. It's in Goochland County. A
1: crazy twisty turny. I'd like to see that on an above. Like, I want to see that triced out, that route right. we took on a map somewhere, because that was insane.
0: Yeah. And, uh,. So we, when we got uh, the guy had red sex links and I think white leg horns. Yeah. We've never had white chickens because to we, me and you they just they're, yeah, they're like stand out. on the right. grass
1: like, "Oh, though it's like hawk bait." Like, "Oh, look, there's one of those white bright dots on the ground." Cuz we lost a lot of buff orpingtons who were bright gold mm-hmm. for the, for for hawks and for other things like that. But the the darker chickens and the striped chickens Seem to blend in with the background they and the bushes. Last they last a little bit longer, <laughs> so we'll go with the ugly chickens that hide in the dark. <laughs>
0: yeah. So everybody's actually locked up in the coop right now, and in the run, and in the run. In not in the coop. No, but in the coop in the yard.
1: Yeah. No one's free ranging. Right.
0: Uh, nobody's interacting uh, either. By the way, it's like the the jets and the sharks. The the new girls are staying, and they're not quite old enough to lay. Yeah, they're pullets. Right. So Mister Crow's been leaving them alone. They haven't started uh, laying eggs yet. So so they they're just sort of being treated as they're, just they're shunned
1: yeah they're the pariahs of the, right? of the pack right now they're they've been chased i saw the one one of the older girls chase four of them down the tunnel the other day and uh, today you said you went down to check on them, and the and the older girls are all in the in the immediate coop yard yelling their heads off. And you look down, and all the new girls are down in the in the far down yard, yard in the shade. They're probably complaining. They're in our spot. Right, exactly. But yeah, they're
0: really sweet. They're the very good nature. The red sex links
1: are. Yeah, they'll be chill. Um, and and once when we'll figure out once they start laying, once <laughs> Mr. Crow starts paying attention to them. Right, exactly. So, but right now at most we're getting like two
0: eggs a day. So we, are- got, we
1: got well, probably. four four the the everyone's the, is everybody laying. everyone is here? back to laying I think. okay maybe
0: i don't know i think to me it's about because our daughter's been getting them every other day so we get four yeah, usually we get, every other day so yes so we put day. two and
1: three but i think we got five eggs yesterday so okay but i think that was after two days that's
0: not too bad
1: no oh so the uh the breakfast breeder you made me today was actually from our eggs yeah it was our eggs i don't i wasn't yeah i forgot that i bought I had eggs. To buy
0: eggs the other day <laughs> because I know.
1: of all the baking right
0: Yeah, normally I feel kind of like a failure when I have to buy eggs, but uh, you have been doing a ton of baking. So I've been getting fat, too, by the way. This is not, this is, uh, I haven't been (laughs) running marathons as I should have uh, during our vacation to to take the weight off, but instead I've been a fat little (laughs) guinea pig. And it really sucks, too, because I am turning into Santa Claus and... uh,
1: it and, just and has the, to get
0: white. And the era of the mall Santa is over. I know. I there mean, will be no more gonna, sitting on
1: Santa's lap. No
0: way. Can no. you imagine?
1: All those poor mall Santas are going to be out of a job. Now they're going to turn into those like really creepy things that I see in TV shows. They're going to be like
0: street corner Santas yeah. with a tin cup. I know. Begging for themselves. It's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. But I'll see. this is why I've been avoiding current events this week. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. kidding. There's too many Well. Too many, awful things happening
1: you know current events i got an alert from my my weather app today apparently there was an earthquake in that like at the border of north carolina and virginia and underneath the appalachian mountains and i'm mm-hmm. like that's like one of the oldest mountain ranges <laughs> on the planet if there's an earthquake underneath that is that where the aliens have been hiding or is this the next step at the end of the world because I, I think the aztecs or it was the mayans i think they were off by a couple of years
0: <laughs> it's it's h.p uh, it's lovecraft you know it's, it's yeah uh, old old god horrors yeah there's, a, there's actually a new show coming out on HBO. I think it's Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. the guy who did Get Out. Yeah. Um, and it's called Lovecraft Country. Oh, weird. And it's this weird mashup of, like, civil rights in the 1950s in the South and H.P. Lovecraft, super horrors, and yeah, like it looks really weird, not enough to make me say, su- it looks interesting, not enough to make me subscribe to HBO. Right. Um,
1: well, he's got he's got a pretty creepy mind, so it's probably going to be interesting. Yeah. Get I, Out was whoa. Yeah, and what was the other one? Uh, us? Us, I think. I, I haven't mean, seen that one, but I've heard it was just as weirdly creepy. I, I don't know where I saw that. I must have seen it. I think I saw it on
0: an airplane. I think I saw it uh, on my way back from SHOT Show.
1: Okay, that makes the sense. The last time
0: I flew on an airplane. I think you were the most Probably the one. last time I'll ever fly on an airplane. <laughs> I don't
1: think I'm ever going on an airplane or a bus or a train ever again.
0: Well, I was supposed to go to the um, uh, Second Amendment Foundation's Gun Rights Policy Conference, which is going to be in Orlando in September, but uh, that's now all virtual. So the next event that I would normally travel for would be Shot Show, Shot January? show in January. That ain't
1: happening. And I
0: don't know that that's going on and if right. it is i don't know that i'll be going um because i don't know how i feel about you know getting around fifty thousand people and then coming home it's one thing to give you the the shot show crud it's another thing to catch something and give you you know covid yeah i don't need comeback. that yeah so oh, thank you i might be going virtually to that conference uh in the future as well you might be
1: having to live in your head your he shed for two weeks when you get back <laughs> And just come in the house to use the bathroom. Well, I
0: did give it a good deep clean, so we're, <laughs> we're good with that. Okay. The uh, uh, Oh, by the way, I am excited. Uh, the Heath Shed is uh, turning into more of a broadcast studio than I had anticipated. I mean, we, you know, when we moved here eight years ago, the lack of internet, the lack of high-speed internet was the biggest drawback. Yeah. Um, you, thankfully, work with a lot of text documents, so... Yeah. Uploading stuff is still a pain for you because of the size of the documents. Sometimes
1: it is, but not not. But most at least your you're
0: time. not graphic and image heavy, and you're right. not having to do like <clears throat> video conferences and stuff like that. So no. you've been able to make it work. Um, I have not been able to make all of what I you do. Video work, and stuff, right? Yeah. Because uploading videos and stuff—that's just we don't have the uh, internet capacity. <clears throat> but I um, earlier this summer I did fill in on WMAL in Washington DC and was able to do uh radio yeah morning drive radio from the the he shed office right and then uh, i'll be filling for david webb on sirius x and patriot 125 this week and i'll be doing that from the shed as well so what time is that going to be nine to noon eastern yeah okay yep Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday.
1: Oh, okay. So you're just going to be here until then and then go down to the studio? And then studio. I'll be
0: driving down as fast as I can to the studio in Farmville <laughs> and putting together Baron Arms Cam and Company, which will be going up a little bit later than it normally does. Yeah, it's going to be a busy, busy few days, which is another reason why I want to take some time off. Yeah, for, I get it. Uh, uh, You know.
1: calm before the storm. I
0: worked two jobs for hmm. uh, a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the one thing that we had going on this week that was sort of unexpected was... We had to deal with uh, a health issue with Bullet. We, really weird. A really weird and gross health issue. Yeah, it was... So it was a little bit more than a week ago. I went to just take him out, and uh, he had been kind of walking funny, and I thought that he probably had, like, a mat around his rear end because he has this big, bushy, thick fur. And sometimes he sometimes. gets a little poopy. Right. That's, you know,
1: that's, so what, that's like, the All right, best we can say. And then we so got to hose him yeah.
0: down. So I'm, getting, I, I'm like, well, let's go hose him down. But as I went to grab him, I touched the bottom of his tail, and I came away with blood on my hand. so then we had to go out and watch. We found a really nasty, gross mass that had exploded, yeah basically
1: on his tail, looking at it, it looked like there was like a brain coming out of the skin, mm-hmm. but it was like sick st- sticking out, and it was massive. Um, so we, I washed it off with water outside, we sprayed it with the last of the vetricin that I have, it's like this, it's basically Bactine spray for butt animals, sprayed it with that, and then I uh, ripped up a kitchen towel, made a field bandage, and tried to get it pressed and compressed, but I was afraid of hurting him too, so overnight it, it was really bleedy, we went through another field dressing before we got him to the doctor. But at least that one held. Yeah. And um, they were able to shave all the fur around it, but they said it was just such a giant mass that um, it was too big to just take out. They had to take off his whole tail. Yeah. So poor B, with his super giant fluffy tail is now walking around and he's lost a lot of his muchness. Like, mm-hmm. he's he walks like he's trying to tuck his butt down like he's ashamed of what's gone on. And it's been ten days, so it's probably got it still hurt. And I don't know if animals have that phantom limb pain or not but it's his tail's bugging him still oh yeah um and it's just i mean his tail base is as big as my wrist it's it's a significant thing for him to lose he's a big 120 pound dog yeah um so it's just been really weird dealing with that the good news is that we got back is we, i went ahead and sent had, had them send the the thing off to the lab because mm-hmm. we were first we were afraid it was some sort of cancer
0: yeah because great bernese um so i i I've learned some things over the past week. First of all, uh, cancer is the number one uh, cause of death for dogs generally, but great Bernese are more susceptible to cancer than most dogs. Mm. Um, and he's going to be seven this year, right?
1: We'll be here for eight. Yeah. 2013. So he'll be seven. He'll be seven this year. in um, October.
0: Average lifespan of a great Bernese is, I think they can live you know nine to 12 years. Okay. So he's getting kind of up there. So yeah, we were a little worried that uh, that it was going to be a cancerous tumor, but uh, no, they, some no.
1: weird random inflammatory thing that they were like they, they they don't think it's going to return. They think they got it, um, and just you know keep an eye it's on it kind of thing. They didn't have a they're they're not going to, to turn well, I mean somewhere else, they, uh. but they think they like nipped it in the bud sort of thing. So we're just going to keep an eye on them. But I've also got them some of those. Coasted whatever, blah, blah, things for dog joints. So it's supposed to help with inflammation and stuff for joints too. So hopefully he'll start to feel better. But yeah, it's, it's just, he won't even, it's, he, he, they, he's, he doesn't have a big cone on. We found this, it looks like one of those airline pillows yeah. so you can stick around your neck. So he looks like he's always like resting, um, but he can't get to his butt anyway because he's a little too fat. So it works out. Um, but he won't go willingly outside. You gotta drag him out by the Mm. leash and he just doesn't want to walk when he gets outside he he he, wants to sit.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: I just just feel so bad for him. I don't know how long it's gonna take for him to get back to normal, but...
0: I think once he gets that thing off his collar, once he gets the the pillow off, he'll be a little bit... Less weirded out. Less weirded out. But it is gonna be weird. I mean, like, he's lost, you know, a limb almost. he's lost a big limb. I
1: mean, it was significant when he got smacked by that tail. Mm Mm-hmm. So I do feel bad for him. I do. It's not you know I, I grew up with a tailless dog because our very well the very not the very first dog freckles that I can remember first dog I can remember having in New Jersey was Duchess and she was an old English sheepdog and they docked their tails when they're puppies mm-hmm. and so I was just like well it can't be too bad she had a little tail and she'd wiggle it and be like you know wiggling your thumb <laughs> and she you know you tell she was happy but because it was so early for her she was never got used to it right he's, you know almost seven and now he's lost his tail yeah so I know it's probably gonna feel bad I feel for him every time like. Because I had surgery to, for the lump to get removed from my lungs like four years ago. And this, and it still feels funny sometimes along the scar line. Mm-hmm. And there's still like nerve damage around the area where sometimes I can't feel. So it's, yeah. I, I can feel for him and the, the fact that he had his tail removed because that, you know, it's, it's a big deal.
0: It is a big deal. But he is, he is recovering. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're, we're giving him lots of love and affection. So this
1: is probably the weirdest animal thing I've ever had to do. Not me. I mean, I, not that yeah. I had to do the amputation, but right. it's probably the, f- the weirdest thing that we've ever had to do with one of our pets. Like, yeah, fixing was weird. Like we had to have his—he had double dew claws, but mm-hmm. we had to have those surgically mm-hmm. removed because they kept growing in a ring. Mm-hmm. And they finally grew one grew back on to itself before we realized what was happening. So we're like, ah. So, but that's kind of a common surgery for these kinds of dogs because that happens with the dew claw things. But uh, not a tail amputation. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs>
0: No, so that's been the, uh, the, yeah, the animal weirdness. The pigs are doing well. The goats are doing well. Uh, they have not gotten into the tomatoes, and the Which tomatoes way? are actually doing okay. The, um, the paste tomatoes that are left, we don't have any more that are ripe yet, but our indeterminate tomatoes, the ones that will keep growing until there's a frost... Um, they're popping. They're popping and they're getting big. They're not ripe yet, but no. they're nice big
1: greens. They're it's San much- Marzano's too. Yeah, so, so
0: I think we'll. you've got five pints. I got Five
1: <laughs> pints <laughs> to the first batch before the goats got in and ruined the Heinz little Napoli bed. I think you'll at least get five more pints. Maybe. Uh, but we were also talking, one of the
0: local farms around here, you can put it in order yeah. for canning tomatoes. And I think we're going to go ahead and do that.
1: And they run a couple of stands. So what you can just do is say, hey, I'll pick it up at the blank blank stand and you know you can do it that way but we, i think I'll, I'll we should do that contact them or go, yeah. go past the stand and ask how i can do it yeah um because i'm also not sure of their name um but the the orange um the sun, the golds. sun golds are like obnoxiously good like it's hilarious how like they're, they're like it's almost like they're showing off
0: that's the one that we honestly we've never ever ever had an issue with Sun no. Gold tomatoes no we're hybrids them. we and, can't and, save the seeds right but
1: Every year we plant them. We we have wonderful amounts of sun golds. Yeah. The only
0: thing that I will say about the sun golds, and it's you know it's it's the the one drawback, but it's really not that big a drawback. You really just have to keep up with um, picking them because they will get so ripe that they'll split. Yep uh there on the vine yeah and so you know they don't they don't keep very long though we've got two That's pounds right now in the freezer because we need four pounds to make tomato wine yeah and if we wait until we have four pounds we'll then go bad. the first pound is going to have split and go bad yeah. and we'll have fruit flies in the kitchen yeah um so we've got two
1: pounds in the freezer right actually now. we have three point we have three pounds five ounces in the freezer right oh, now. oh do we and then we have some more that i put into freeze oh. so i think we almost have enough to make a batch of wine
0: probably after what we picked today we will yeah um, but, yeah, the Sun Golds have been prolific, whatever the Mother Nature has thrown at it in terms of the weather.
1: Yeah, because we don't fertilize, and the only thing we do is water. Yeah. I mean, I, we put um, – we we had to neem spray everybody at one point, neem oil spray, and we've soap sprayed to keep the aphids off, but they've stayed away since then. Mm-hmm. Um, we put eggshells in all of the beds over the winter so they would break down and, and um, give off a lot of uh, calcium and mag- magnesium. Yeah, so we only, had
0: a, we only had a couple of plants. Uh, we only had
1: one that had Blossom Enrot, and that was actually in a pot that I had moved. And then I think there was one other plant that had Blossom Enrot, but yeah. it, I pinched it, and I haven't seen any since then. So... We've been doing pretty good with what the goats didn't get. These are the best plants I've ever started too. I know. Been the, We saved them from the frost, and we almost saved them from the ghost. But yeah, they've been doing really well. <laughs> but you don't, you won't see Sun Golds at um, the grocery store because of the thin skin problem. Yeah. Like I think they're just too thin skinned. They're yeah, perfect. Right. They're absolutely sweetly delicious. Mm-hmm. They're wonderful in salads. It's funny. Like I was talking to you the other day. Like I love them in salads, and I'll eat them with cheese and crackers. But I cut up a bunch, and I put them in a breakfast burrito, and it was not quite right because they were just way too sweet for the breakfast burrito I don't
0: mind them with scrambled eggs oh okay Yeah, I'll, I'll sometimes when I make eggs for me in the morning I'll just grab you know a half dozen of the sun golds and just give them a quick wash I won't even slice them I'll just you know throw okay. them on the plate and, and you know not like yeah, just every now and then
1: just like take a little bite and you're right it is sweet yeah it's way sweeter than your typical tomato. But cutting them up and putting them all through the It was too much for the yeah. burrito. The salty versus it was like, okay, this is too sweet <laughs> to eat. Um, but no, I, I, yeah, we absolutely love them. Uh, so before we go, we did want to give a shout out to our
0: uh, former friend in uh, Compton. Well, current friend, formerly of Compton, California, now in Arizona.
1: Yeah, good for you for moving, by the way. Brian and,
0: uh, <laughs> and his wife, right? We had an email from Brian. Yes. Um, who is sending us, by the way, uh, three types of vanilla extract.
1: I know. He's always so sweet. He sent me some before, and they're always yummy, and I always use them up. So, yeah, because I bake.
0: <laughs> I, I'm very excited about that. But I
1: saved the bottles. So, Brian, I have your empty bottles in my cupboard. And every single time I look at them, I remember, oh, he sent me extract. But <laughs> I will send you some new hot sauce.
0: Uh, let's see. We also had an email from uh, Stephen talking about uh, tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. Uh, you had already replied to Stephen. Mm-hmm. Email address, by the way, is fortyacrefool at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, you don't have to. We don't have to share them on the podcast. But if you've got something on your mind, you can send us an email. I want to thank Erica as well for uh, writing in about. Uh, we were
1: going back and forth about sausage. sausage and stuff. Yeah. 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 All right. Just giving her some tips and tricks. Sausage, tomatoes. Sausage and tomatoes,
0: and you're going to get a lot extract. of questions oh about uh, about baking this week.
1: Well, yeah, well, I had, uh, I guess, last week when I made that uh, the garlic butter shrimp and roasted corn sheet pan recipe dinner last week or the week before i had posted a picture on instagram and then just recently i was checking and someone left how much garlic and how much butter and how long so <laughs> i wrote you back
0: <laughs> that's awesome well we will be back uh, in, in just a few days with another edition of 40 acres and a fool again I apologize for the uh, vacation delay but uh, we are back missy's feeling good and Uh, We'll try to uh, sit down at the kitchen table again this week when she's not baking up a storm. But in the meantime, you can subscribe to our Patreon page. Uh, It is patreon.com slash camedwards. We do the uncensored foul language, F-O-W-L podcast uh, there at uh, Patreon. Uh, And then doing the uh, anti-communist book club as well. So if uh, if you're into American history, the, the type of stuff you didn't get taught in school, um this is a good one for you the uh, the first one that we put up four years in a red hell by father Harold Rigney, who is a uh, American priest who was held in a Chinese uh, prison basically for uh, for four years in the 1950s accused of being a spy and uh, I think the next book that we're going to be taking a look at I'm not sure you can you can you can even tell me which one sounds more interesting to you if you uh, want to shoot me a, an email at 40acrefool at gmail.com uh, I was an NKVD agent by a, a former NKVD agent who defected after uh, World War II, or Assignment in Utopia, which was the uh, autobiography of a guy named Eugene Lyons, who is a, a reporter, uh, sort of a fellow traveler, not an official communist, but but one who was very supportive of the cause who actually got posted to Moscow and was the correspondent in Moscow for five years, basically the first five years of the five-year plan, and uh, was not a fellow traveler and was not supportive of communism by the time he left. And this is his autobiography. I actually gave it to Miss E to read yesterday.
1: That's on my next Yesterday. Thank my queue. So yeah. I started it last night.
0: So maybe we can actually uh, do an anti-communist book club, you and I, after Ooh. you finish that. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah So we've got that coming up as well Lots of fun stuff going on at the Patreon page You can follow Missy On Instagram At Corny Goat Farm You can follow me on Twitter At Cam Edwards And you Can have yourself a great week And we appreciate you tuning in And being a part of the community here Until we talk again Be safe Have fun Live a little Learn a lot And make stuff And we'll see you soon With another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool Here on Blaze Podcast Network with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network.